Clancy Pasta presents How to Leave Your Body, written by author Jojo. It's hard to get a moment of rest these days. The stresses of everyday life follow us even into the sanctity of our own homes. It's in our heads, it's filed away in envelopes, and it's plastered all over the glowing cell phone screens glued to our hands. Don't you just want one moment, one fraction of your waking life where the hardships of your day are outside of you? Where binding concepts like time and space fall away, cascading like a house of rotting cards. I can help you. Here in this post, I will teach you how to leave your body and what to expect when you do. Here's some things you'll need. 1. Analog clock. 2. Salt. A lot of it. 3. Dark curtains and electrical tape. 4. Patience. 5. A metronome. 6. Rations for roughly a week. First is the method of physical release. You've heard of mystical things like astral projection or out-of-body experiences, no doubt. Well, this will be similar to those in the way that you will be freeing yourself from the tangible world, but unlike the examples, in the way that you will be entering a new one. One that is a copy of our own, a sister of sorts. It sits right on the outside of your reality covered by a thin veil hardened by your perceptions of our reality. These expectations of the world around you are what need to be broken down before you can truly attempt to vacate your skin. As I said before, things like time, your senses, and any construct of our manufactured day-to-day -day lives needs to be abolished. I recommend that you attempt to leave your body in a period of time where you have at least a week free from work or family. Any type of routine you have needs to be forgotten. Before this process, you should buy rations for the week as you will not be leaving your home until this is all over. Find whatever you can to stop light from penetrating your home. You might consider blackout curtains and electrical tape to stop light from slipping through the seams. Once your house is sealed off, you may begin. Walk around your house and make sure that anything measuring the time is covered or turned off. Make sure at least one clock is on if you go the route of turning them off. This clock should be placed in your bathroom covered. It'll be needed later. Unfortunately, this includes your cell phone. Even if you attempt to hide the clock, it can become apparent what time of day it is by the media you can consume. Even things like television shows or video games need to be avoided, as they represent measurable passages of time. Sorry, but this week is going to be boring, but you likely won't need the whole week. It's also recommended you inform your loved ones you won't be able to speak with them for a while. Maybe say you're out of town. Okay, so, you are in your house, and all sources of natural light and ways to tell time have been sealed off. Splendid. You may use your home's interior lights, so long as they are not routinely used. Say you turn them off when you feel it is nighttime. They only need to be on for convenience. Also, the rations I mentioned earlier should be things you don't need to cook with a timer. For example, things like frozen dinners you need to cook in the microwave or oven should be avoided. But stovetop items are fine, provided you can safely eyeball it. From here it's pretty easy. You just need to listen to and obey your body. Eat when you're hungry, sleep when you're tired, and... Well, I'm sure you get the picture. 
You might not notice it, but we typically regulate our eating and sleeping patterns by what time of day it is. So if you just take care of the needs as they come, instead of waiting for our allotted times, you will naturally fall out of sync with the day. This will be hard the first time you attempt it, and the week requirement is really just for insurance. You merely need to wait until you genuinely have no idea what time it is. This can take one day, or it can take six. Either way, you need to be absolutely clueless. If there's any inkling that your internal clock is accurate, do not attempt the process. It'll just look silly when it doesn't work. The time distortion process is the only preemptive measure you need to take. Everything else will happen during the process. Once this is achieved, you need to fill a bathtub with water that is slightly hotter than you're comfortable with, as you could be in there for a while. You will need to pour salt into the water as it's filling. Around 10 cups of salt should do, depending on the size of the tub. You may wear your clothes during this process, but isn't entirely necessary, as you won't be taking them with you. Also, be sure to uncover the clock you brought in, but absolutely do not look at it, or you will have to start all over again. If you rest in the tub and notice you are still sinking right to the bottom, feel free to add more salt until a floating effect is achieved. Once this has been achieved, you will need to begin using your metronome. We are not using this to measure the passage of time, but you are going to need to focus on it while you float. You may have noticed we are creating something like a sensory deprivation chamber. It might have concerns that you don't have enough space for this. Fret not, you do. We all need feeling weightlessness, a calm mind, and the lack of time. Lay in the tub with the lights off and focus on the ticking of your metronome. Tick, tick, tick. It's all you know. It's all your brain is absorbing anymore. All your other senses are fading away. The taste of your last meal no longer lingers on your tongue. The smell of the salt eeping from the water no longer swill in your nostrils. The cool air and the warmth of the water are no longer grasping at your nerves. Everything you feel or thought is melting away. Your eyes close tight, you can't even see the world around you. Eventually, as you hone in on the ticking, you'll start to hear a faint noise behind it, another ticking that exists behind the first. Wait briefly as you start to pick up on this background click. And then when you're sure you're hearing it, start to focus on that one. Keep focusing and don't pay attention to the original noise slowly fading from your perception. It is very important that while these two ticking noises are trading places, that you do not abandon the process. You will not return. So the original noise is gone and you now only hear the second ticking? Perfect. You're just about there. You only need to wait until it feels like someone instantly took all the water out of your tub, and you feel yourself sinking. When this happens, you have to fight the sensation and push up, like you've had a terrible dream and are throwing yourself out of bed in a panic. Standing in the dark bathroom, you'll probably be wondering if you did it. Well, there are two easy ways to find out. One is look in the mirror, and if you can't see yourself, like you're some kind of vampire, then you've done it. The idea of you doesn't exist in this layer of reality, so you can't be perceived. Goodbye, acne. This will be doubly true if you look back at the bathtub and don't see a body in it. There is one there, it's just beyond the layer of the film we discussed earlier. 
It should be around this time that you should realize you can perceive anything, even in the pitch dark. The other way is to attempt to touch yourself, or use any of your senses to interact with the world around you. Try to bite your tongue. You can't. You haven't got a tongue. Try to turn the door handle. Nope, your hand goes right through it. Your whole body, in fact, can pass right through. Congratulations. You have made it to the other side of the film where the rules of our reality simply do not exist. How can you pass through walls like a ghost, but the floor still acts like a solid surface? No idea, but that's just how it is. Before I go any further about what you can expect to see or run into when you step outside of your house, I should go over how to end the ritual. I figure I'd cover it now because it is truly the most simplistic part of the ordeal. Remember that one clock I told you to keep running? Well, when you want to leave, head over to your bathroom. Don't worry about what the timer says. It will have frozen from when you left, but once you observe it again, time will move forward with it. You'll lay in the bathtub once more and move until you can clearly see the clock. Wait until it passes a minute, and when it does, if your focus is good enough, you'll hear a tick. Right as you hear it, Close your eyes and make yourself fall so your head would be underwater. You'll feel everything rushing back to you, and you'll have made it back safely. If you don't hear the tick, don't worry. Keep focusing on the passing minutes until you do. See? Easy. Now, I'm sure you're curious what you can do in this world that exists beyond ours and what you might see. First off, I, of course, don't know everything. And while I've done this a number of times, I can only explain to you the basic concepts you might come across. I've said before that this place is like a sister to our own, and as such, the environment will be largely the same. When you step outside, the first thing that you will notice is quite a big difference to our reality, though, and that is the sky. The sky will be a deep red with what seems to be swirling trails of white that drift like clouds. If you're there long enough, you might even catch a glimpse of something swimming by. A massive shadow occasionally drifts by and engulfs the sky for several minutes, although time doesn't really exist there, so it just happens when it happens and for however long. The world will be lit by this red expanse above you, so everything will have a light red hue, as if the sun was a brake light. Other than that, you can walk around as normal. You'll notice that structures will sometimes flicker out of existence and then back or some bits of the ground will waver, like they're struggling to hold their form. I would suggest not walking on them. I've never tried, but I don't care to find out what might happen. What are the benefits of doing this? Well, you can really do anything you want. The laws of our world don't exist. If you want to fly, you can. You don't have a physical form, so go right ahead. Although, I'd heed the warning of Icarus. Don't know what will happen if you get too close to the red sky and whatever is in it. You can even mentally manipulate things around you. The world is operating partly on your perception of it, so you can twist building like putty or create waves in the ground. Everything will bounce back to its original form, though. I largely use this place to get away for a while. You won't get hungry or tired and time doesn't pass, so it will be the same date as it was when you left. So I like to go there and just sit around watching the sky. 
I've even seen planet-looking objects pass by, and rarely the color will shift, although some of the colors you might see will be difficult to understand. I haven't figured out how to bring objects with you as of yet, but it would be the perfect place to catch up on some reading or study, as all your memories will make it back with you. Are there any dangers to this? Well, yes. Other than getting stuck during the metronome part of the process, there are some things you need to look out for. The first is the ley lines. They are thin blue vein-like lines that hang impossibly in the air. These are cracks in the film between our two realities. You cannot perceive them normally, as they are unnatural to our world, but in the sister reality, you can see them clear as day. It is important you do not interact with these, as they are fracture points that can sever sections of your consciousness. I learned this the hard way when I tried to touch one for the first time. I now have fewer fingers. When I woke up from the journey, my fingers that had passed over the line were gone. Not like they had been cut off or anything, like they had never been there in the first place. And when I search my memory, I can't remember ever having them. I only remember that I lost them in the sister reality. These lines also affect our original reality. They create things like deja vu when passed through, as they hold no concept of time. Ever walk into a room and forget why you went in there? Well. Also, most importantly, you must avoid the wisps at all costs. If you complete the process and come across one, you should leave immediately and accept that you'll have to try again later. They are floating constructs of white light that seep with dark gray smoke, like burning lanterns. If you don't see them, you'll hear them. They will be the only thing you can hear in there. They sound like someone constantly tearing up pieces of paper, only it'll be deafening. Wisps can and will interact with the world around you. I'm not sure if they originate from there or just operate better than us there, but they are dangerous. If they get too close to you, they will suck away your time. Your perception of what days and months are will vanish while they are near. It could take them the briefest of a moment to pass by you, and it will feel like centuries have passed. It's hard to recover from, I know. Once they sense you there, they will actively pursue you until they have gotten their fill of whatever they take from us. Time will still have not passed when you return to our reality, but the memories of barreling through forever, unable to move, will be a permanent stain on your psyche. It should be reiterated that I do not know everything about the sister reality, and the more I visit, the more I see or learn. There was a visit where I could sense that someone was taking a similar journey as me. I couldn't see them, but there was a feeling like electricity that informed me of their presence. So, if that was anyone who might be reading this, good on you. I'm saying this to you so that you may exercise caution on your trips. The place beyond the film is beautiful and chock full of wonder, but it is still an unknown land. Being outside of any operating laws or rational structure, I wouldn't be surprised if just about anything could happen there, or even if everything is happening all at once. It should also be noted that we might not be the only beings that can visit that plane. Everything is still up in the air, and while the wisps were certainly dangerous, I don't think they were inherently malicious. They just don't have the same laws as we do. 
It's entirely possible, however, that other things that can access that reality might not be so kind. So that is my rundown of how you can leave your body and a heads up on the things you might encounter when you do. I'm sure there's a wealth of things to discover beyond what we know, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are those there now experiencing things beyond my wildest imagination. Please be safe and proceed with caution when leaving your body. You still have to come back to it, and as far as I know, it's the only one you got. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypastastore. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>